you know, Sean, the Premier League is back and, uh, you know, some things change and uh, some things, they, they just, they stay the same. You just got to admire that Tottenham moxie, huh? Yeah, just going down two and finding a way to claw back to a draw. <laughs> Let's get into it. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from a collection of friends who support different teams. My name is James. I support Arsenal. That's Sean. He supports Tottenham Hotspurs. This is the North London edition of Red Card Radio. As always, we are normally joined by Brad. Uh, he is, uh, you know, the man's working him. Man's it's it's so you know it's a time of celebration. There's family. There's the you know got work got. Got uh, holidays. You gotta. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It's a time of year. So, feel bad that you are stuck at work, Brad. But you know the podcast does not stop. We continue on, just like uh, this segue by our sponsor. I don't have anything. Um, so sponsored by, by sponsored by Segway. Oh, there we mopeds. go. Segways. Yeah, there we go. We should yeah. do that. We should Segways. get on that. Um, so what 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 are we doing tonight? All right, we have got to review. The Premier League from Boxing Day. Full and, slate. A full yeah, slate. Full 10 games, 10 matches. Uh, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty on all of it. Take a look at the league table, all that stuff. Um, but before we get too deep, as I, always, if you could hit that like, comment, subscribe, do all those things, ring the sub notification bell, five-star review if you're on one of those sites that allows you to do that. Hit us up in the comments, join our Discord, all those things that YouTubers ask you to do. We would really appreciate appreciate if you did it for us. I do before we really dive in. Okay. Oh no, not before. I just want to allude to. Yes. I want to. I want to give a little teaser. Yeah. I am going to have an apology for for some folks oh. tonight. Okay. I'm going to have a big time apology for some folks tonight. Sean's apology so, tour. Yeah, All I'm right. going to have one big apology tonight. You've been you've been going in your meetings, and they say you need to make sure you apologize to people, and so you got to check that box. Anger management. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Perfect, perfect. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at the table uh, because you know I like the way the table looks right now, don't you, Sean? No. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so in first position we've got Arsenal. They are on forty points, five points clear of second place Manchester City, who are on thirty-five points. Up to third. Up to third. They were, the they were third before. Well, they were fourth before any games were played this weekend. Um. Weren't they? They were in third. Oh, they, they were, were in third. third. They were in third on went the to break. Second. They went to second. So, That's what I'm thinking. So, so our draw must have put us back into third. Okay. No, 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 no. So I, loyal red card radio listeners, I apologize. Yes, Newcastle have been in third. They went to second overnight before City played. And I thought yeah, that's, that's what, what it was. I'm confusing myself. Okay. So Newcastle still in third. Tottenham still in fourth. United still in fifth, Liverpool are in sixth, Brighton and Hove are in seventh, Chelsea in eighth, Fulham nine, Brentford tenth. Literally nothing has changed, uh, essentially. Crystal Palace eleventh, Villa twelfth, Leicester, Bournemouth, Leeds, West Ham, Everton. All the same. Same, round, same, same, round, same, round, same. Round, round uh, Wolves are up to 18th because they did get a victory away at Everton. So that's really, really, really big for Wolves. Nottingham Forest, they are in to 19th. That's on goal difference technically with Wolves uh <laughs> Nottingham has a negative 22 goal difference, which is hilarious. And then Southampton are still in last place in 20th. Um, so yeah, not a lot of movement on the table. There has been some um, 
congestion that has started to form in certain parts of the table um, in and around 14 to 20. Yeah. 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 14 to 20. And also uh, if you look in sixth to fourth, there's a lot of closeness there. Um, Yeah. So with games in hand and things like that. So, you know, heck, even even down to eighth Chelsea in eighth are only only six points off Tottenham in fourth, though they have a game in hand. So, you know, that it's it's getting pretty tight that that top four race is going to be competitive. Um, As my grandfather would say, it's getting tighter than a camel's ass in a snowstorm. Exactly. Sandstorm. Sandstorm. Snowstorm, too, probably. Probably. Also would be puckered up. We we I didn't get any snow in in Roanoke where I am, but you uh, got ice. We we got a little bit. We we sure did. We sure did. It's been real cold though. Um, so I, you know, I would imagine that, that peak that peak that peak coat Santa brought me was coming in clutch, buddy. I, I bet. I bet. Um, so if we get back into specific results, um, who played whom, and you know, results and things like that, uh, taking a look at the results, uh. Match week 17 kicked off. The Premier League kicked off return at the Brentford Stadium. It was Brentford Spurs. We alluded to this earlier. Brentford got off to a 2-0 lead and Spurs claw their way back to a 2-2 draw. Um, We got some thoughts about that. We had Palace Fulham. Uh, Fulham win that game 3-0. Palace had two players sent off. So they finished the game with nine, which is kind of madness. Uh, Wolves get that ever important win away at Everton. I think that's Wolves like first away win of the season or something like that. It was it was real big for them. Leicester and Newcastle, Newcastle just slapped the stuffing out of Leicester 3-0. Uh Southampton gets slapped by by Brighton uh 3-1. Liverpool Villa um Liverpool win that game 3-1. Arsenal West Ham, Arsenal win the game 3-1. Chelsea Bournemouth Chelsea win 2-0, United Force, United win 3-0, and then Leeds City, which was played today as we're recording this. Um, City win the game 3-2-1. So some high-level stuff that we should just get out of the way here first. Um, Sean, you erroneously, erroneously claimed that the Arsenal-West Ham game would end 3-2 for Arsenal last week. Wasn't far off. You, yeah, you weren't. You weren't that far off. It was close. Um, I knew because every time you guys win, I think they can't keep getting away with this. And you did exactly what I thought you were going to do. We'll, exactly what I thought you were going to do. We'll, we'll we'll tackle Arsenal here in a little bit. Um, I, I you probably should just go chronologically. Um, start with that Brentford Spurs match. Um, I don't. I don't think this is a terrible result for Spurs. Um. I think if I put it if I put it into context around what all of the other teams around them did in the league, um, everyone one to nine, one except for Spurs. Spurs were the only team, and then and then, t- and then ten were Brentford. Yeah, exactly. So 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 in the top ten, the only two teams that didn't win were the two that drew drew with each other. Um, now that doesn't sound terrible if you if you think about it like that. It, depending on who the other teams were playing. But I think if you look at it in the context of the title race uh, and the top four race for Spurs specifically, that's where this result is like, oh, damn, like that's not a good result. I think drawing away at Brentford is not not a terrible result. United lost there this year. Um, they've, they've, yeah, they've played really well against both Chelsea and Liverpool, I think. And, so and, and, to- and Tony's not suspended yet. So it's no. not like... 
it's not like they're done. His link of play is insane. Um, yeah. Uh, but here's where I would like to insert my apology. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I would like to apologize to every one of you EPL fans, your fans, friends, family, everyone in a time of celebration that you're probably with your family on the day after Christmas. I apologize to everyone who woke up at 7.30 on Monday and watched this game. <laughs> I just want to give my heartfelt apology. I don't know. I mean, it might have been it might have been worse for Spurs fans, but I didn't dislike it. I didn't hate it. I <laughs> thought it was a pretty good game. Um, oh, come on. Come <laughs> on. That's, that's awful. That's, aw- that's awful for us. It, but we're back in midseason form. Go down two goals and hey. – Rescue some points out of it. That was my initial thought. My initial thought when the result ends, you guys were down 2 0, I think, at halftime, and they had two second half goals. goals. Um, Now, I will say that the Hoiberg goal was not beautiful. Um, It was a well taken goal, but it was kind of fortuitous the way it came to him off. Like, there was like a cross from the end line that kind of got deflected back to him and he just collects it and scores. It was a great goal from Hoiberg's point of view, but it was a little fortuitous to land to him in that situation. Um, but I mean, you need, you need, you need things like that to happen in football well, matches. We've talked, well, for, for, to, to that point, this took me off on a tangent. I was going to say something else, but <laughs> to that point, how many times does that fortuitous bounce come to players on our own teams and then they don't score? Yeah. So for for you to say that that's fortuitous, uh, for it to bounce to him that way, well, that that's slightly disingenuous because that bounce probably comes three or four times a game, and it's a matter of if the player scores the goal. So Hoiberg then is, it makes it fortuitous. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly the result impacts the way I perceive it. Um, yeah, of course. I have yes. no I have no qualms about that. But but Hoiberg took it really well. That it, it, okay. So something similar happened in the Arsenal game where Martin Odegaard like lines up a shot he tries to shoot and he just just scuffs the ball and it turns into and you would it turns into a perfect pass to Saka and Saka scores a goal and so it's like it's like okay but, yeah that's but I would have I would have said watching that game I would have said oh that's a fortuitous bounce that goes to Odegaard that's what that, I think that's my point yeah is, oh, is there's so many times where that ball bounces out out of a scrum yeah and goes straight to a player who has a chance and skies it or something eight, Eight times out of ten, Eric Dyer, eight times out of ten puts it 33 rows up into the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. That, but what I was originally going to was Hoiberg <laughs> has been incredible this year with those kind of situations. Like the one the one goal, uh, I forget who we were playing, but the one goal where he had the patience to let it settle with the defender bearing down on him, and that was like – you don't expect that out of your CDM. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't expect that out of Partey to, like, have the patience to wait on it. I would expect the most patient person on the pitch to be your central defensive midfielder. I, that I will say. You, well, you but, would. And, the, and then here's where, where's Brad Kovacic. Oh. <laughs> he will throw his leg at anything that is moving and seems round. Yes, that's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, it, it could be a head. It could be the ball. And Kovacic doesn't care. Yeah. If it's round and coming towards him, he's throwing his foot towards it. Yo, this we should just we should just slander Chelsea all all. all we day. should really slander. That wasn't meant to be a sl- slander. It wasn't Chelsea, meant but, to be. But but out of Partey, out of Partey Horberg, 
and uh, Kovacic. Kovacic is the most eager to just kick the crap out of a ball. He, in Brad's defense, he would say, "Well, that's because only because Conte's injured." <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, Brad always finds. But Hoiberg has four goals yeah. this year. Yeah, Hoiberg's four playing, goals playing very well for for you guys. Well, I feel like that's what the the goal is is when the when everything collapses in on the back line, those two. Those two center defensive ends need to be right there on the outside of the box. One yeah. to stop counters, but two to bang home goals like that. And he he's been doing it. Yeah, it, it's it's a little bit dangerous if if they're able to spring like over the top of them, over the then, top or out to the wings. And yeah. then, you, then you've got like a, a a center forward bearing down on Eric Dyer, and then you're just sitting there like, oh, it's scary, baby. What's going to happen? Um, By the way, speaking of Eric Dyer, I'm glad you brought him up. Did you see the kick? <laughs> yeah. Did you see the kick? I, and you, I don't even need to describe it. Uh, so at first I didn't. At first I didn't. I I didn't see it. I, I probably was playing. It directly it. led to a Brentford goal because he's an idiot. Yes. So context for our loyal listeners. It was it you, was Eric Dyer dot exe dot confused. So so Eric Dyer goes to clear a ball, and he's like thirty five yards away from his goal, and he scuffs the ever-living crap out of this ball and he just scuffs it out for a corner it could have landed in the second deck who knows he 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 could have controlled the ball he had a lot of time anyway a lot of time there was no reason for him to one foot it left footed so clearly not his dominant foot so he scuffs it out for a corner and then brentford score literally on the ensuing corner um it was terrible defense on the corner so like like we we could we no could, not all blame is on Dyer but yes. like a professional fuck oh, sorry I'm sorry a professional football player that's all I'm gonna say the fact that Eric Dyer is uh still uh, uh, so you remember at the beginning of I think it was either I think it was last season when when Norch came up and you're like man Tim Cruel. Tim Cruel's still rocking in the Premier League. I, I have a feeling like in five or six years, we're going to be looking at somebody be like, damn, Eric Dyer is still rocking in the Premier League. And I hope for your sake, it's not Tottenham. But part, of, part of me thinks it will be Tottenham. <laughs> it's just like, how do you watch all the game film from this year? And I know, I know Southgate's not going to have retrospective retrospective film to look at that kick but how do you look at that kick and decide that's better than tamori yeah i don't know man i, I it's just like i am i'm a tottenham fan where's the camera i am a tottenham fan when england announced their squad and i saw eric fucking dyer on the squad i was confused i thought maybe that was a typo that yeah. maybe they just Maybe that was a reprint from the last friendly. It should have been Tamori. I I don't I don't know. I was confused, and then all of a sudden he's in an England jersey. I, I like I was just play? as confused. No, yeah, he didn't play because he stinks. Yeah. Um. For club and country. So, we we had an interesting comment from Zach, uh, on YouTube before before the match was played. Um. And he's okay. he's talking. So the story surrounding swirling around Brentford, of course, is the Ivan Tony situation with the gambling charges, 
Um, <clears throat> he's been charged over 260 times or something like that with with gambling offenses. And so Zach, uh, Zach hits this up on YouTube. He says, I'd start, I'd start responsibly wagering some serious cash on Brentford to get relegated before the league gets started on Monday. They have Tottenham, West Ham, Liverpool out of the gate. And if this investigation into Ivan Tony is in, in a bit of a flux, who knows how available he will be going forward. Kieran Trippier got like 10 week banned for de facto inside trading. He didn't even place a wager. Everyone from ninth in this way, he's talking about teams now. All the teams from ninth back can reasonably brought back into the scrap for the bottom three with poor restart to the Premier League. And then he points out that Brentford has some uh, juicy 20 to 1 odds that they're going to get relegated. Um, so, you know. I do, I do find it heavily ironic that he's talking about taking a bet on that Brentford will get relegated on the fact that their best <laughs> player was betting on football. Yeah. You know, I, I I I'm not sure that Brentford's game falls apart without Ivan Tony. I'm not I'm not sure that they don't fall think, apart. I don't, I, I don't think so either. Yeah. But at the same time, and that's not a, that's not necessarily a bad. Twenty game. to one, you bet you bet a hundy and get two thousand. I'll take that. I mean, right? they've got twenty points. Relegation is only seven points back. You know, so. They seem safe. Yeah. I will say. I will say this: Arsenal uh, got to forty points. The first team to get to forty points this year. So they, Arsenal, are reasonably safe. Uh, Arsenal probably not getting relegated this year. So, you know, you texted the group chat. You said uh, we are safe from relegation. <laughs> the uh, the streak continues. The longest serving uh, top flight team. You know, hey, so big there, up. There, there's been no team at forty points that have been relegated. Normally, I, your goal is thirty, right? I think so. Like I think, thirty points doesn't get relegated normally, yeah, right? Normally, yeah. So. But uh, thanks for that comment, Zach. Um, keep yep. keep hitting us up with with the betting odds for Brentford going down, and maybe we'll we'll keep a track on this. Still kind of BS that uh, I, I still need to know what he bet on. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Same. That's what needs to come out. Because if they ban him for like three years, I need to know that he was betting against Brentford. Yeah, because he doesn't look like it this year. Yeah, so he's right. like fourth. He's like fourth in goals scored. He's well. Unfortunately, no one's catching Holland on that list. Um, uh, sir, Harry Kane's Harry Kane. five. Harry Kane's five goals back. Okay, that's that's two games against Arsenal. Too bad you've already played one. That's true. All right, well, let's move on. All right, so uh, big results this weekend. Uh, Wolves uh, they get three points away at Goodison Park. That that was a Sean relegation six-pointer sean tm relegation six-pointer or however we want to trademark that um sean's big into the relegation six-pointer so like that was a huge result for wolves absolutely not i don't want anybody to bring any relegation six-pointer to me (laughs) ever six-pointer is the stupidest unless you are bringing to me a white-tailed deer i don't want to hear about a six-pointer um newcastle newcastle beat the stuffing out of um out of luster so let me let me ask you this question, Sean. Are Newcastle, Am I scared? Are Newcastle in the in the title race? No. Oh no, just no. No, they're, okay. they're not. Well, here's another question: Are Arsenal in the title race? No. Okay, so it's just City. Yes, yes. <laughs> you guys are all kidding yourselves. You guys are all kidding yourselves. This is this is what I will say about the title race. You're getting your hopes up for nothing. I like, think, come on, come I, down to earth, James. I think we have to. And this is the reason why I think we have to get our hopes up because this city team 
like they're a juggernaut they like they never like they just retool spend 100 million retool they they, they wasted 100 million on jack Grealish. doesn't matter they wasted whatever they've wasted on calvin phillips it doesn't matter they just retool and keep going no. what, whatever it was whatever it was they spent on these players it doesn't matter to them because they're a machine um if arsenal somehow can win a title this year it would be huge um, because I don't know if there's another opportunity that Arsenal will have to be as well positioned to do it. Um, so it kind of feels like you have to capitalize. In the same sense with Newcastle, who knows the next time Newcastle... I mean, granted, Newcastle has has the infinite money situation, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, like there's still rumblings about new financial fair play rules and regulations that everyone's going to have to adhere to. So like, like it might still also be difficult for Newcastle. So like if you have a chance, you have to try. And so that's my only, that's my only thought. You're, on it. It's actually ironic that I read this today and, and I resonated so much with it. Um, and I don't have it pulled up in front of me, so I'll paraphrase, but it was the, um, it was the forward or the, pre whatever of a book about uh by a writer i highly acclaim jeff perlman he's a sports writer he used to work for sports illustrated he's written a lot of books about yeah. brett Favre, about um the usfl but his most recent book was about uh bo jackson and okay. the myth that is J bo jackson and how much he is just like an anomaly of a person yeah and in the in the um in the pre he says sports are about the myth they're about they're about what could be yeah and and he says did babe ruth actually point out to the outfield stands and call out his home run before he hit it who knows it doesn't matter it's about the story yeah. did did uh some basketball player that's uh in legend put a quarter on the top of the backboard before he slam dunked the ball does does that matter that if it actually happened? No, it's about the story. It's about the myth. Yeah. And so that made me think when you said no, it's important to dream. It's it's important because that, that's what sports is about. Yeah. So I agree with you. I so, agree with you in a roundabout way. I mean, in the same way that no one thought Leicester could do it when they won it. I mean, Arsenal they have to they have Arsenal and Newcastle. I think have to like dream. They have to dream and they have to try. Um. So. Uh, and, and it's not it's not even so much a dream for yeah. either one. They're right there, both I mean, of you. If you think about Tottenham it. Tottenham are right there. Like, why shouldn't we dream, too? I mean, and, well, We're before, not playing well. Before, but the, before the season started, almost all the pundits had Tottenham finishing above Arsenal. So, like, and, and it was, like, comfortably finishing. And I'm not talking about, like, the idiot YouTubers who had Arsenal finishing eighth. I'm talking about, like, soccer, like, football people, like Jamie Carragher, yeah. Gary Neville, yeah. like, the actual, the people who've played um like they, like yeah. the majority of the English broadcasting community picked Spurs to be in the title race with City. They expected it to be a two horse race between Spurs and City and maybe Chelsea if we think about like preseason stuff. Now, clearly, yeah. you know, things happen, but so and we're, we're, t we're 10 points off the lead, but with, with the whole half of the year to play, that's not that un unsurmountable. Certainly, certainly. So, so like we're relatively in the race, I think but like. Like I think you're right. Like everyone should dream. Like this machine, we've got to get ready, get rid of this machine. Yeah, like city have city have have slipped up this year. Like so they have you, you a have, bunch. You have to be able to capitalize when city slip up. So 
I don't want to spend yeah. too much time on that. I agree. Just a thought. That I, I agree. Um, Liverpool Villa, unfortunately for Aston Villa, Emmy Martinez did not make it back in time to play in this match. He was prob- He's probably still in Buenos Aires. I have no idea. Um, but Liverpool in this game. The reason why I bring this up is really solely so I can talk about Cody Gakpo. Um, Liverpool have signed Cody Gakpo from PSV Eindhoven for 37 million pounds or euros. I'm not sure which it is, but that to me is a steal. An absolute steal. steal. Um, it, he looked like, it, and granted, it it's hard to translate international success to club success when agreed. you're doing it every day. It, it's hard to translate that. But Gagpo was a unguardable monster. Even even against the United States, he he just decided I'm not going to score. I'm going to play link up, and it ruined us. The, the the thing the thing uh, the couple thoughts I've had about Gakpo is that a I think it's hilarious that United and United fans have been like oh we're gonna sign Cody Gakpo and then like over the course of an hour it was like rumored like apparently Liverpool might be in the lead to sign Cody Gakpo and then an hour later it was like oh nope it's deal yeah they signed the deal and everyone's like excuse me what Liverpool moved like moved this quickly to sign someone so a that was hilarious as an outsider looking in and then about five minutes later. I was like, oh, that's not funny anymore. Because Cody Gakpo going to to Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp, I was like, oh, um that's 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 not gonna be fun. Um he is no. a uh he's a made replacement for he's, Salah. Like he he just I was gonna say he is the ten around. he is the ten ish, the ten eight, the ten whatever you, like he's that he's that little he's He's the Firmino replacement. He's the whatever. Because yeah. Firmino just kind of moves everywhere, yeah. and he can do all of it. Yeah, like traditionally I think Gakpo plays on the left. But, yeah, he could play literally anywhere well, across the front three. So, 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 so I plays on, on the right. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, and, and this is my point is that, like, it, and I think it's the same point you're making, is that, like, he is effective in, any, in any position in the front three in my he can play. He can play a 10. Yeah, he, he could. clearly play a 10. He did it. He basically did it against the United States. Yeah, uh, the other crazy and, and just set up all the goals. The other crazy, other crazy rumor. Um, apparently, Liverpool are really close to signing Enzo Fernandez. Apparently, as well, the Argentinian guy. Um, well, they've needed. Tamzid is probably having a party right now, and it's not even 1999 or <laughs> New Year's Day. Yeah, like Tamzid and Jimmy uh, are just out here just popping bottles, just going he, wild. Well, Tamzid has been uh, he yeah. has been lobbying. Four midfielders for I don't know three seasons, and they haven't done anything, and now they sign one and a half. Yeah, well, almost. So if if, if Enzo signs, then they've signed one and a half because Gakpo it, can do it. If 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 somehow by the end of August of this year, or twenty twenty three August, so August of next year, at the end of the transfer window, we're looking at through January and the summer, we're looking at Liverpool having signed Cody Gakpo, Enzo Fernandez, and Jude Bellingham. Like, come on! Like that would be that would be insanity. Well, what I was a what I was thinking was if they get Enzo Fernandez for let's say less than forty, just like they did Gakpo. I don't let's say that, less I think, than. 40. I think he's going to be much more expensive than that. Apparently, his release clause is like one hundred five million. Apparently, but okay. Well, let's let's just say they get him for less than forty. Okay. They have they have made the most. The, the greatest January 
additions of all time. Oh, between Diaz, Diaz, Gakpo, and Fernandez. I mean, Van Dyke. All, was, Van Dyke was January as well, wasn't he? Was he really? Pretty sure. Well, they signed him. Well, that was like seventy million. I mean, it's worth it, but it was expensive. But Diaz was in the thirties. They get Gakpo in the thirties. If they get Enzo in the thirties. That is like that is like some January masterpiece shit, and we just need to start learning from John Henry. Yeah, maybe they're what just to do. maybe they're just like kings of January. Who knows? Um, I, well, well, that crown is still bestowed upon Kulisevsky and Bentaker in the same in the same. Uh, so I guess recruitment class. I guess Gakpo's first uh, chance to play for Liverpool, assuming that he can be registered in time, will be Monday against Brentford. We'll get into that. We'll get into that in the preview episode that's coming out tomorrow. So definitely check back tomorrow. We'll talk about that. Cody Gakbo maybe in a red shirt by Monday. <clears throat> um, elsewhere across the league, um, you know, I, I want to talk about Arsenal because I love Arsenal. And like, no, like we we played exceptionally well against West Ham throughout the entire match. Um, we were I don't want to say we were unlucky in the penalty situation against Saliba. Because it was obviously a foul. We Brad Brad was texting about this, and he was like, "I'm not even sure he touched him, or like it was a soft penalty." And I'm like, "Bro, like Saliba dives in, gets no ball, clips the guy's the, the player's feet, and he eventually falls over. Like that's a textbook penalty. If if something like that happened against Arsenal, and I didn't get a penalty, I would be apoplectic. It, it's it's a stone cold penalty, and so I'm glad it was called." I'm glad that VAR um, didn't even try to overrule it, and it was the right call. Now, I was still very confident that Arsenal would ultimately win the match because we were we were playing exceptionally well. And then, you know, once once we get that fortuitous Saka goal, Martinelli's goal was really nice. It was funny. I was talking with my brother in the moment, and he was like, "Man, you know that Martinelli cat. He hasn't he hasn't quite lived up to the potential." that I, I thought he would have three years ago. And then Martinelli scored that goal. He was like 17. Yeah. By I, the time he said that three years ago. Yeah. I, I, I think I think it was more like, I don't know. I think it was, I don't think it was like, he, I don't think he wasn't, he was, he was certainly wasn't trying to say that Martinelli's bad, but he was like, I just feel like he should be further be along, further along in his development. Maybe that's I th- true. I maybe think, it's not. I, I think I'm, that, I'm I think that's a product. I think that's a product of he came into the squad too early, so you think he's older than he is? Maybe. Maybe. Because he's he's only 20, right? I think he's 21 now. Okay. Yeah, so like this this should be like the beginning of his arc. Yeah. I don't know. Like now that he's now that he's a full grown adult uh, and, and now he can actually work on his craft without actually physically growing. Yeah. Because he's done growing. It was just a funny anecdote about like that it was. situation. Like, and then Martinelli yeah. scores the goal, and I just looked at him. I was like, "Yes, huh? Huh? Uh, Did you have the Martinelli jersey on? I don't have a Martinelli jersey yet. Yet, maybe next year. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. Um, Arsene Wenger, first time back at the Emirates since he left in 2018. He was in the stands. Uh, so that was kind of emotional and exciting for Arsenal supporters. Good, good for you guys. He, he went to go meet all the players, and you know Arteta brought him down to the dressing room. It was really good, apparently. I did. I did see that. Um, I did see a picture of him hugging Saka, which is funny because during the World Cup, Saka was like, "I've never met Arsene Wenger." Like he, Saka was at the club 
when Wenger was was at the club. He was oh, in the academy. He was at youth. Yeah, in, in the academy. In yeah. the academy. Um, but he's like, yeah, I, I've never met Arsene Wenger, and he's like, my dad's a huge Arsenal fan, so like, it's, it'd be really cool if we got to meet him. And then they didn't meet at Qatar in the World Cup because because Wenger was at the World Cup, and everyone's like, well, maybe they'll get together at the World Cup, but they never cross paths, I guess. And then he comes to the first game back, and so like, yeah, it was just really wholesome. I was, I'm very big smile. Yeah, that's probably pretty cool because um, if his dad's a huge fan too, like they probably went to games and stuff. And yeah, yeah, uh, it's probably just one of those things. So big. That's cool. Big happiness there. Um, other things happen. Chelsea beat Bournemouth. Unexciting because um, Chelsea's unexciting. Uh, though Reese James is injured again. Um, apparently, it's a short four four week setback. But I mean, I don't like. He's Luke Shaw of right backs. He needs he needs to get a good run of form for like a year without getting injured. Like it's I feel bad for the guy. I, I I'm generally starting to feel bad for the guy um, because he does have that potential to be the best right back in the league. But you can't be the best right back in the league if you're never playing. So I hope he gets healthy and I hope he stays healthy. Um, United beat Forest um, and then Leeds, of course, just they they fell over to City. So that's it. Uh, we do have one off-topic comment from Jimmy that I wanted to get to because because of the the context of this podcast specifically, just being me and you, um, and we're a bit more baseball people. We made this comment last week about Pete Rose. Um, we think that Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, and, and Jimmy is like Pete Rose should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, and then about your next statement. Oh, okay. And then his next statement was, I do not think Bonds, Clements, Palmero, Maguire, etc. should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so this is a, this is an interesting point because I disagree with you. I agree with Jimmy. So you think the steroids guys, the steroid guys should be in the Hall of Fame. If you take away every one of Bonds' 700 home runs, uh, he still has over 3,000 hits. If you take away his seven MVP years, he still has 2,900 hits and 440 stolen bases. Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So you just specifically disagree with Bonds? Bond. Clemens, too. Oh. Clemens was striking out 26 in the 80s. I, I'm not defending Palmero or Maguire. I'm defending those two. If you take away steroids, they still deserve to be in. Yes, but I, in in my estimation, in my reading of 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 this, the way I look at this is that sure, I agree with you in those statistics. Uh, like obviously, those are those are facts about Bonds and Clemens and things like that. And, and I think everyone recognizes that Clemens or that Bonds and Clemens both were were. Naturally talented before steroids. Super good. So then, why did they take steroids? The the extra edge to be better than everyone else. It, they, it, they already were better than everyone else. They already were. That's the that's the intriguing part. Is why did you do it? You already were better than everybody else. So, I don't know. I can't answer for them. But what I would tell you is that it is absolutely ridiculous that you have two of the best players to come up in our time. And you're going to exclude them because they maybe dabbled in a little arm shooty shooty. I think it's a butt shooty shooty. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure you take that in the butt. But um, there needs to be there there need to be consequences for choices that you make in life. 
And I think if you choose to cheat, you you should probably be disqualified from Hall of Fames. That's just my uh, my opinion. I I will present to the audience and the jury. Bonds has never been caught cheating. That's true. That's a fair point. So you can say that he's cheating. I think that he's cheating, but he's never been caught. He has never been actually caught cheating. So you can speculate all you want, but to hold him out over speculation, Clemens has been caught. Yeah. Bonds has not. So to hold him out over speculation is ridiculous. That's given fair, his. That's a fair. Palmero, Maguire, so they similar. also have not. They have also not been caught, but speculation plus mediocre career holds them out. But Bonds, come on now, he's I, one of the best hitters we've ever seen. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't necessarily have a. I don't. I, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. Like I'm not going to be like baseball will not be ruined for me if Bonds eventually makes it into the hall or Clemens eventually makes it into the hall. But at the same time, like I think that it's okay to say that there are consequences for the actions that you take. And I think it's also fair for you to point out that it's these are spec the speculation and allegations that have never been proven. I think that's also fair to point out. Um but yeah, I don't know. We we wanted to touch on that just just quickly because you know yeah, both of us are, are big we baseball love people. Jimmy. Um if Jimmy we know Jimmy's also a big baseball guy. So like uh, you know, Brad. It's got poor chase, poor choice in whiskey. That guy, Jimmy. But it's other than that, he's our, our guy. Okay, I'm. Apparent. I, I can already tell you what our comments are going to be for next week, and our off-topic comment, off-topic comments for next week are 100 percent going to be about whiskey. Um, as Sean drinks his natural light. All right, we need to leave. Um, thanks for listening. If you're still listening, we really appreciate it. Um, hit the subscribe button, ring the sub notification bell, all those normal things. We would really appreciate it if you haven't already done that. Share this podcast with a friend or a sister or a brother or your mother. All those things. We would really appreciate it. Um, hit us up on Twitter. That's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany. Brad, who is not here, is at KS Brad G. So you could send him some some slander or some memes. He really appreciates that. Collectively, we're at Redcard underscore radio. Um, all those things. And check back tomorrow because we have a preview. Um of the weekend matches and the midweek matches coming up over the next couple days. So you, you won't want to miss that. Um, and until that time, goodbye. <laughs>